Welcome to the Swim Swim Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, she is now the Olympic champion in the 100 breaststroke from the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games. Today, we have the pleasure of sitting down with Lydia Jacoby. Hey, everyone. it before I got on um that I think I've talked to you twice before and the first time was after the uh tier pro series in Mission Viejo and that was when I first started realizing I had a chance at making the team then we talked again after I'd made the team so I kind of come full circle now yeah you <laughs> I, I keep you just keep rising <laughs> you keep uh you keep you keep surprising me <laughs> like I can't I can't keep up with you at this point um it's you had a you had a whirlwind of a of an olympic games um so let's talk about it uh just we, we talked to you at training camp um it seemed like things were going well there uh how are you feeling heading into tokyo and, and once you first got there especially you know moving into the village and just just kind of taking in the environment of it all yeah the village was so cool like driving in there the first day and driving past um, all the big apartment buildings covered in like banners from different countries. And then um, like going into the dining hall and guessing where people were from, what sports they played. It just felt so unreal. So it was really amazing for sure. Yeah. Was there, was there something that stood out to you in particular um, or, or, you know, like seeing the Olympic rings for the first time, were there, was there any, was there any aspect that surprised you? Um, I don't know. That's kind of, it's hard to say. I feel like, um, something Reagan mentioned in an interview a while ago is like, um, how romanticized the Olympics is like, it's ever since you're little, you know, you talk about like the Olympics and, um, kind of like that. You always have that as kind of like a thing that you think about and just to be there, it just felt so, um, like surreal and so different but also like just like you imagine it if that makes sense um so just like driving into the village with the whole team and just like getting there was a really incredible moment for sure yeah uh and then was your first prelim swim i guess it would have been the night of day two it was the second night so the third session Okay. All right. So the night of day two, um, were, were you able to, do you feel like you were able to transition from camp into, into the games pretty well, just in terms of before that first race, were you feeling pretty good in the water? Yeah, for sure. I'd been feeling really good the whole time. I think the hardest part for me of the double paper was just like turning around from trials and like going right back into like hard training to get ready to taper again, you know? Um, so yeah, going, once by the time we we're in Tokyo, I was feeling really good and um, starting to taper well again. So, yeah, it was great. And then all the training facilities were amazing. Yeah. But had you ever done a double taper before? Mm-mm, no, I hadn't. <laughs> did, did you have any expectations about it going in or, you know, were you just like, okay, let's try to do this again? Yeah, no, I mean, I kind of like we had talked about like if I make the team, like kind of planning for that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, beforehand so um 
we had kind of an idea of what I would be doing and everything. And so we were just kind of trying to replicate what I had done before trials as best we could. Nice. Um, so, so you felt pretty good heading in, uh, mm-hmm. is, are, are you, are you a field swimmer? I mean, do you, especially with breaststroke, it's, I feel like it can be so finicky. Um, what do you look for in just, you know, you get in, let's say the day before your swim or the morning of that first prelim swim, you get in the water, you start moving, you start warming up. What are you thinking about? Are you trying to count strokes? Are you thinking about, okay, how do I feel in the water? Thinking about technique. What do you go to? I guess I actually try not to think about it too much. Like when you're that close to a race, like, um, the morning before my race, I got in and warmed up and I actually, I think I only did like a hundred breaststroke. Maybe I do quite a bit of, um, kick just to keep your like knees and hips and everything feeling loose. Um, cause that's definitely an easy part to lock up, you know, if you don't do it enough, but, um, for the most part, just trying to stay connected and everything, just stretch out. Yeah. Uh, so then you have your, you have your first prelims. Uh, mm-hmm. can you, can you take me through that race and, and uh, if you were feeling any butterflies. Yeah, I was definitely nervous for prelims, kind of similar to, I'd say, to trials. You just don't really know exactly what to expect, and you're racing in a bigger field than you ever have before. Uh, so I was nervous, but I also knew it was prelims, and I had a really, I only had to be top 16 to swim again. Um, so I felt pretty good about it, and I was really happy with my race. So. What particularly uh, do you feel like went well in that race? for you um well actually it's funny you say that I don't feel like the race itself was actually that good contrary to what I said but like it was one of those ones where you don't feel that good but then you look at the board and you're like oh I actually went fast (laughs) um that was not how semifinals was though semifinals felt really fast but it what like the time wasn't there um so I just concentrated like after semis on kind of putting both those two swims together and trying to um, swim it how I'd swim it in semis, but make the time faster, like in prelims. Yeah. Did, did, how did you handle prelims at night, morning finals in the morning? I liked it. It didn't really bother me. I was happy. I'd gone to the, um, tier pro meet in mission to practice that, you know, um, just kind of understanding that I needed to wake up earlier. Um, and so like to make it feel more like an evening or an afternoon. Um, but yeah, I felt like it, it didn't really affect me too much. Are, are you naturally a morning person anyway, or are you someone who has morning practices routinely? Yeah, I definitely do quite a few morning practices. I wouldn't, I don't know. I'm not really an evening or morning person. I just kind of do it whenever I need to, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so what time were you getting up for, for the morning swims? And what would, did you have a routine at all of, okay, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to do this to wake my body up, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the first couple of mornings I went to the dining hall, um, which was a big mistake. I think I, um, it's just, it's cool, but like you go in and it's just this massive room, um, around the edges, there's food from like everything you can imagine, um, people getting their food and everything. And it's just like, really overstimulating to me um so I did that the first couple mornings and then I um kind of changed I would just go to the team room and get some like oatmeal and a yogurt and some fruit um and just do that instead and just kind of relax in the morning do some activation before I go went to the bus 
Activation at 17. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I feel like activation is usually a, a buzzword I hear from like top tier college athletes or, or professionals. Um, not to, th- that's just, I don't hear high schoolers say that a lot. What does activation look like for you? Um, I don't know. I usually do, um, just like leg swings, arm swings. I stretch quite a bit. Um, do some like dynamic stretching just to kind of get my body moving and trying to get like the sleepy feeling out, you know? Yeah. High high school swimmers take note or really any swimmers. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like that's a, that's an important, that's a, that's a small thing that, uh, that a lot of swimmers might not think about always, or might not want to gravitate towards, you know, they're like, yeah. yeah. It's really helpful. It's like, and I, I, like, I noticed a lot of people do it at the pool. Um, but I just, I don't know. I like doing it before I get to the pool. It's just, I feel like it's a good way to kind of wake up and like get in your headspace and get mm. ready to go. I don't know. The, yeah. I, I, I get that. Uh, was, was the, were the long bus rides and the walking, um, did that take a little bit of getting used to for you or was it kind of like, no, this is fun um it was fine I normally walk a lot so it didn't really bother me but um yeah it was funny actually there was all the buses so there's buses to all the different facilities right for all the different sports and so they have it lined up in alphabetical order from last to first so we had to walk all the way down like so far to the aquatics bus because it was Mm -hmm. like the first one at the opposite end from where our dorms were it was kind of a hike um actually the morning morning of my hundred breast final it started absolutely dumping rain I think it was the morning that that um, big storm hit and so I had like my podium bag and I just like ran to the bus because I was trying not to get everything wet (laughs) uh nice maybe maybe (laughs) maybe that had to do with your victory you were a little more in touch with the water that morning because because you got an early start that's, that's total speculation, probably total, totally false. Uh, <laughs> just, just kidding. So let's, t- let's go through that final. You run to the bus through the rain, you get to the pool. Uh, how are you feeling heading into, heading into your first Olympic final? Yeah, well, it's interesting. I, before going back to trials, I was very nervous, like probably not a healthy um, amount of nervous, probably a little over the top. Um, and like going into the games, I really wasn't feeling that, which is like a good thing. Um, I had like a little bit of nerves, like excited nerves, but I wasn't feeling the like super high pressure nerves. Um, and so I kind of convinced myself that I needed to feel that going into semifinals, I made myself extremely nervous and, um, didn't swim well. So going into finals, I just tried to kind of let go of that and just, um, kind of like enjoy where I was and, um, have fun with it. And that worked out a lot better for me, you know? yeah how did how do you make yourself nervous I don't know just like think about the outcome and different like possibilities and what everybody's expecting and everything I don't know there's a lot of things you can do to make yourself nervous (laughs) yeah as I asked that I was like wait I get you know I get nervous all the time I I feel like that would probably be pretty easy (laughs) yeah I think just overthinking but um yeah, just trying to like stay, like think about other things and like have fun. I don't know. It's a good way to generalize it. <laughs> Want to get nervous? Yeah. Overthink. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so you weren't naturally super nervous heading into this final and, and you had mentioned you wanted to combine the two swims kind mm-hmm. of prelims and semis. Um, did you, do you remember anything from the race itself? Well, I do remember, I don't really remember much other than, um, I know when I turned, I could see I was on the wall and, um, Lily and Tatiana were still on the wall next to me. And just like seeing that kind of gave me a lot of confidence because in prelims, um, when Tatiana broke the world or the Olympic record, she was pushing off the wall as I was turning and I couldn't catch her. Um, but just knowing that they were right there and they were close enough that they were like touchable on that last 50 definitely was a big confidence booster. Yeah. Uh, I bet, I bet it was, <laughs> uh, so did you have a time goal heading into this, these games at all? Not really. I, um, I wanted to break into the one Oh fours. Um, I mean, yeah, that was kind of my big goal, but I was just trying to focus more on, um, just like being there and doing the best I could, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, obviously you touch first, can you take Mm -hmm. me, through the emotions of just what initially you felt uh what you saw first if it was the board was it the time was it the place was it you know lily or tatiana um can you take me through that initial reaction yeah it was really crazy i honestly like don't really know how to describe it and i kind of like don't even remember it if that makes sense but just like touching the wall and seeing the number one next to my name um it was just huge and like hearing um, like Team USA up in the stands cheering and having like Tatiana and Lily both swam over right away and both like hugged me and Lily put my arm in the air and everything. So it's just a big moment for sure. Were, do you feel like you were able to process that, to, to relive it, to just get some time to, to really reflect on it? Um, for the rest of that day or for the rest of that week or even now? <laughs> yeah, that day was pretty crazy. I definitely didn't process at all. I just kind of like, I remember I was in the warm up pool and um, like a couple of people came over and were like telling me good job. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> like I was just kind of out of it. And then we went to the podium, went to doping control, went to a press conference. And then I went and did um, media into like, I think I swam at around 1130 and I didn't get back to the village until about nine at night. And then I just passed out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, was this, that's a, that's something I'm always curious about. Cause I'm someone who, if I don't get nine hours of sleep in a night, I'm, I'm crabby and I'm upset about Me it. Too. And like, I can't function correctly. Were, did you have trouble sleeping before the final, after this final, just during the games generally, um, were you able to sleep pretty well or was it more difficult for you? Generally, no. The first night we got there, it was pretty rough because um, I was very caught up on the idea of the cardboard beds. And so I just like, <laughs> like I'm so uncomfortable. I didn't fall asleep for a really long time. But um, after that, I slept well. Um, and I was just there's just so much going on and um so many like emotions and everything that like when you got in bed it was just you're out (laughs) (laughs) i i I feel like everyone deals with those emotions differently it seems nice to be to be able to say yeah so much emotion so then i'm just like 
<laughs> sounds sounds yeah. relaxing. Oh yeah. Uh, so I, that's you kind of brought up an interesting point. You the first night you were caught up with the idea of the cardboard beds, mm-hmm. uh, and which we saw some reports about, and, um, and but then you said after that it was fine. Is that something? I think I've heard other Olympians talk about. It's like you know you're there you have what you have and you just kind of have to get used to it and, and make the best of the situation. Uh, was that, was that one such example for you? It was kind of like this cardboard bed. And then eventually it was like, well, this is where I'm sleeping. So that's that. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. And like going back to the overthinking thing, I think I was just like laying there and I was just like thinking about how it was like a hard cardboard bed, how like awful it was. But like when you really like, if you just like lay in it and try to sleep, it's not that bad, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. do it to myself. <laughs> gotcha. So yeah, rule of thumb, don't overthink. You'll, you won't be nervous. You'll be able to sleep. Makes <laughs> sense to me. Uh, so, so you were able to sleep the night after that Olympic gold mm-hmm. medal. Um, the next morning, did you wake up? feeling like you were on top of the world yeah I felt good I'd also um kind of talked to some of the coaches about like um like taking kind of like a day like being happy but also um kind of like resetting refocusing for relays and everything too so next morning when I woke up I was definitely like happy I felt good but also just kind of trying to get back into that like pre-race kind of mood yeah were there were there any specific coaches you had in, interactions with? Um, I'm sure you had you had great talks with all of them, but w- was there was there any that gave you a, a piece of advice that stuck with you, or or just um, you know it's like I had this meaningful interaction with with this coach that that will really stick with me. Yeah, I think um, Coach Terry um, was my group coach. Um, so we definitely um, talked a lot more than I did with some of the other coaches. Um, so she was always super encouraging. She has these little cards that she gives us with like inspirational quotes on them that are all different. So we all get like our own card every day. Um, so, yeah, it was great. Just like that group of coaches was um, amazing for sure. Inspirational cards. That sounds like a wonderful <laughs> thing to wake up to. <laughs> yeah, they were fun. Nice. Um so yeah, so after that, obviously from trials, I'm guessing you had an idea you'd be on the medley relay, uh, but you ended up being on the mixed medley as well. Were was that something that you had thought about at all heading into the games? Not really. I mean, we had talked about like um, I don't know, like in our dorm room, like with um, all the people about like how cool it would be to be on the mixed medley, um, but I didn't really think that I would be put on it. Um, for several reasons, I mean, um, generally it would be a male breaststroker and then like going into the games, kind of assuming that Lily would be the um, like finals relay swimmer. So if it wasn't a male breaststroker, it'd probably be Lily. So yeah, I, that one wasn't really on my radar, but um, it was, a, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so can you, can you take us through that mixed medley relay? Uh, first of all, the, let's see. The, the prelims were one night and then a full like 36 hours later were the finals, right? Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what it was so, like, there's like a day in between. Yeah. So for after prelims, did you, how, when did you 
find out that you were going to be on the mixed medley relay? Um, I had about a day and then the next morning or yeah, the next morning I found out, um, I went and I warmed up and watched the, um, prelim session or the final session in the morning. And then, um, uh, they told me that I'd be on the finals relay for both of the relays. Um, but yeah. Can you describe your, your reaction, your, your internal reaction when you found out you would be on the finals of the mixed medley? Yeah, I was really excited. I didn't really like think about it that much. It was just a, like a huge honor to be put on that relay. Um, I was excited to swim with Caleb and Ryan and um, Tori and everyone. So it was, yeah, I was super excited and I felt good um, coming off my swim from earlier that meet. So yeah, I felt ready. I was excited. Uh, and, and then, so you have about 24 hours to prepare. You're excited. You're feeling good. Um, I mean, it, it can, then can you take me through the race? <laughs> yeah. Well, so it didn't really start getting super scary until I got into the ready room. Like when you're back in the ready room for realize you just kind of like size up the people that you're going to be like racing, just like looking around, realizing that every single breaststroker was a guy except for me, um, was definitely kind of, uh, like, uh, oh kind of moment. Um, <laughs> in my mind and then like after the backstrokers left just like looking left and right and like seeing like all the guys like lined up next to me getting on the blocks I still felt good I was ready to race I was very determined not to let them catch up to me because I knew that Murph would get me a lead Mm -hmm. um so just like I had a good start and then as soon as I hit the water I was like "Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-oh and then yeah, I think I was just, I didn't know it until a lot later, but um, my time, I was actually really happy with considering um, what happened. And I think I was just kind of running on adrenaline. I There are definitely a lot of like negative thoughts going through my head. And, but I, um, honestly, I'm happy with the end result. I think it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you're listening and you don't know exactly what we're talking about, first of all, get out from under your rock because this, this is one of the biggest moments of the Olympics, I think. But, um, so yeah, a- a- after you win the individual gold medal, you dive in for, in the mixed medley relay, your goggles fall off, which, which obviously isn't ideal, but it happens to everyone. I mean, no, no swimmer has gone through their career without their goggles falling off. Uh, and it just, it sucks. And then you and then you go and you split one hundred five oh nine, which which is a pretty remarkable split with goggles in your mouth. Yeah, um, that was my second fastest time ever. Um, <laughs> so I was not sad about it. It was definitely alarming when I got out of the pool, um, not knowing what I had split, um, just knowing that that had happened and like. I possibly could have messed up the whole relay. Um, it was just like a big thing to try to kind of grapple with and get my head around before we went into the mix zone. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm sure it was. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a jarring, it's a jarring thing to happen, right? It's like you're, you're rate, you're battle ready and then you go and then your armor just falls off and you're like, Oh, uh, 
So, I mean, you had mentioned you had some negative thoughts. Um, do you just say, no, go away. <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing this anyway. Or like you said, are you just running on adrenaline at that point? Yeah, I think it was just adrenaline. I was, um, I was just trying to like, it was, it was fine. I had like, until I got to the turn, I couldn't really see the wall. So I didn't really know how many, like if I should take another stroke. Um, and then just like, if my goggles had come all the way off, it would have been fine, but they're like in my mouth. So I couldn't really breathe. Um, yeah, it was definitely, it was not fun, but, um, it was a learning experience and it'll make me better in the long term, I guess. I, I think so. <laughs> I mean, you had a great split. Everyone had a great split on that relay. Um, and so I have to ask afterwards, I saw Adam Petey come up to you and like kind of, kind of, kind of put his arm around you, give you a pat on the shoulder. Did he say anything? Cause I thought that was like, that's really nice of him to, to be like, obviously he knew what had happened. Um, did he, did he, did he say anything encouraging to you? Yeah. Well, when we finished, he was like, did you swim that whole thing with your goggles off? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, then like afterward, he was like, you're a badass. And I was like, it was worth it to have Adam PD call me a badass. <laughs> that, uh, that right there, you know, that's, I, I couldn't agree more. I've never, never had really it. imagined that my first race racing Adam PD, I'd be gagging on my goggles, but you know, <laughs> what happens happened. And <laughs> here we are. Here, here we are. You're, <laughs> you're, you're a badass according to Adam PD and life's complete. <laughs> That's, that's, that's very cool. Um, so, so not all bad for the mixed medley relay, certainly, like you said, a learning experience. Um, and then, and then we get to the, the, the women's medley, uh, and you already, you already know you're the final swimmer for that. You double cap. So, yeah, I mean, you probably noticed, like, because I think a lot of people were talking about it and speculating about it, but um, I, I've i never double capped before. Um, when I was little, I used to wear a dome cap, but it doesn't fit over my hair anymore, so I just, um, I usually just wear a silicone cap with my goggles over it. It's never been a problem. I think I've had my goggles fall off, like, twice ever since I was, like, six, so... Um, it's just never been something that I've even had to think about before. So going into that relay, it definitely added an extra layer of um, kind of nerves and almost fear, honestly. Um, like I was definitely like, think like, I don't know. I, I almost went and got a haircut at the like, uh, <laughs> um, the village like salon thing, but I didn't. Um, but yeah, I double capped and I tightened my goggles so tight. And like push them onto my face really hard. My eyes were like bugging out of my head. But um, yeah, I don't think anybody's ever been more relieved to not have their goggles fall off. Like to to dive in the water and have your goggles on the face on your face. <laughs> I mean, let's yeah, let's let's call it like it is. When it happens to you, you're you know the next time you get up on the blocks, it's gonna be a scary thing. Let's also give some context uh, for if you're listening to the podcast, you're, you have very long hair, right? I mean, how, I do, yes. yeah, so it, it goes <laughs> almost to your waist. So like, it's, you're not just saying, oh yeah, I almost got a haircut. Cause like, why not? It's like, that's a significant thing. 
do you when when is the last time you got a serious haircut i don't know maybe middle school maybe I never get i get it trimmed like every couple of years but it's probably been like four or five years since i've actually gotten it like cut to yeah. my shoulders okay <laughs> gotcha so it's it, it's been a while so it, i mean it's a big deal hair hair matters <laughs> uh <laughs> so that's that's number one number two this story has been has been circulated a lot but again let's let's just put a pen in it uh these these goggles have significance people were asking well do, are you gonna are you gonna get new goggles and it's like and you've had these for four or five years you got them from jessica hardy at a clinic mm-hmm. that she did in alaska she gave them to you i think mm-hmm. they were the last like kind that she had of that make and then they stopped yeah. making them mm-hmm. yeah so after i've been like you said i've been wearing those goggles for um like five years now and they've never come off like i can literally do dives with the straps like hanging down um not even around my face and they don't come off so i really don't know what happened but um yeah like when i got back to the team area some of the coaches were like oh like we want you to change goggles for tomorrow and like it just made me so stressed out because i was like is it really worth changing something that's been working for five years just because it didn't work like one time um so that definitely added a layer of stress too but yeah (laughs) they they've served me well just one very high profile moment that they didn't (laughs) (laughs) which again happens to everyone uh i mean maybe maybe not on the olympic stage but everyone everyone has those those you know missteps or wasn't even your fault anyway uh way to stick to your guns you had you had olympic coaches telling you hey we want you to switch goggles i I mean it was and then you were like no i'm I'm wearing these goggles (laughs) yeah i just tightened them up a lot was it a little compromise (laughs) i mean i don't want i don't need specifics but i i'm just like it was there did you feel pressured to change those goggles or or was it like maybe you should and you were like no i'm good yeah, no, it was just kind of a discussion, like, how are we going to get you ready for, like, tomorrow, like, um, talking about, like, dome caps, double capping, um, do we want to switch goggles, do we want to st- switch the straps, it was more of a discussion, it wasn't really, like, a, you need to do this, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, in the end, I definitely thought it would be better just to stick with what I was comfortable with. That's good, uh, that, that, I think that's great, also, mm-hmm. uh, I've only ever worn Swedish goggles, I'm sure, there's a lot of swimmers really? who are in the same boat, a lot of swimmers who are not in that boat. I, I feel like that can be a polarizing discussion to have with some people. Uh, but but four or five years of the same pair of goggles is, I feel like, unheard of in, in the swim community. How have, <laughs> have you taken special care of these goggles? Like, how have they lasted that long? That's the well, best I part only, I'm amazed at. I only wear them for, like, big meats. Um, oh, I okay. don't, they're not like my everyday practice goggles. I do wear that same pair of goggles, like same, when they stopped making them, we bought like all the pairs we could possibly find from like all these different random sites. Um, so I have like a whole drawer full of um, <laughs> like black ones. So I only have one pair of the um, like special pink ones that I wear um, for races, but yeah, I practiced in them. So 
This makes so much more sense. I was, <laughs> I, I was truly baffled, but now but I they would be so scratched and foggy, you wouldn't be able to see anything. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, how are they? How do they not have mold growing in the corners? Like, I would, yeah. How are the straps just not completely deteriorated? I understand now. Uh, <laughs> okay, very cool. So moving on to the the medley relay, um, which is some breaststroking again. Uh, yeah. y- you know, y- like you said. It, it's nerve wracking because you had the goggle mishap in the mixed medley. Um, but can you take me through that race? And again, I, were you more comfortable in the ready room this time? Because the mixed medley was, was your first time in an Olympic relay ready room, right? Yeah. I liked the ready room a lot better during the mixed medley. Just like having, um, like, like having my team there and then like, I don't know. Everybody was a lot more friendly. Like we were talking with the Australians before, um, like watching Bobby Fink's race, his 1500 was going on while we were in the ready room. So we were all like cheering in the ready room. Um, it was just a lot like lighter environment, um, I guess, which I definitely prefer. So um, yeah, I felt a lot better going to that race for sure. Yeah. And, uh, and so you go into that race one of the most exciting races of the games, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you, you, y'all in Australia were just neck and neck the whole time and it came down to the touch. Can you take me through not only your swim, but just watching that race um, on the back end and, and the excitement that it had for you? Yeah, that was, it was a really fun race. I really enjoy um, the relays and stuff, just doing it like with the team. Um, I think, we all had really good legs. Um, I, um, yeah, it was, it was really exciting. And then just like getting out of the pool and, um, cheering as hard as you could. Um, and then just like how close it was in some ways it was, um, like so painfully close, you know, like you obviously wish you got, wish we got gold, but, um, just like you couldn't be sad about those results. And it's just, um, like both teams were under the Olympic record. Um, so yeah, it was super fun. Um, and then I, I, I have been dying to ask someone about, um, the moment right after the relay, because like you said, you can't be sad with those results. I mean, you, both teams swam great races. Um, but you could tell Abby was devastated and, mm-hmm. and understandably so not that she didn't have a good swim, but you know, it's like it, it, she, she was the anchor and she just, Got, was out touched or, or wasn't able to quite hold Kate off again, she swam a great swim as did everyone. Um, but you could tell she was really upset about it. And, and the three of you, the three young Olympic rookies just, just rallied around her and really, you know, circled up and, and just embraced her. Um, can you tell yeah. me about that moment? Because that, that gave me chills that all, I, I almost started crying just watching it on TV. <laughs> it, it, it was really cool. Yeah, it was definitely a really neat moment. Um, I think, yeah, she was super um, upset about it when she first got out of the pool. Um, Just like I think on those relays, it's really easy to try to blame yourself. Um, Like, but like at the end of the day, um, like what happened happened, you know, like obviously, like I said, we would have liked to get first, but um, it's like we just did something amazing. We had our last Olympic swim, um, for this Olympic games. Um, I think, and like 
any of us could be like to blame or whatever. Like we're a team, we win together, we lose together, um, we swim together. Um, I know like, yeah. So just to, I think um, that was kind of an immediate reaction, like wishing you had reached a little bit more, but really any of us could have reached a little bit more and um, what happened happened. So it was a great race and that was definitely a special moment for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I'm glad I could talk to you about that. Cause again, I've just been like dying to ask someone. Um, cause, <laughs> yeah. cause, cause really that was one of the most special moments I saw of these <laughs> games was, was just the amount. And, and I think it was a bigger theme, but the amount people were able to celebrate getting a silver or getting a bronze or, or getting mm-hmm. a fifth place finish at these games. I mean, obviously they were delayed. We didn't even know if they would happen. And so just being able to really celebrate every, every form of achievement. um, Did you feel that just being on team USA throughout those eight days, just really the sense of being able to celebrate all of it? Yeah. I thought it was amazing. I think um, kind of like Lily said um, uh, towards the beginning of the meet, like um, it's bullshit that we can't celebrate. Um, second and third I think that's I think that's kind of a American thing just because um, we're such a big like basketball and football um, country and you either like when it's just two teams you either win or you lose Um, and so that like that people translate that into other sports when that's not really how it is Um, so I just think like I'm glad there's a lot of discussion about it this year and just like realizing like that this is these are all like huge victories and just to be here um swimming in that meet is like a victory so yeah it was great that was definitely the best quote i saw come out of the olympics uh what was <laughs> lily's commentary on silver and bronze it was it was yeah, so it I was so, so good to see um yeah and, and and like you said it was really nice to to have a dialogue about it and to mm-hmm. be like hey everyone's good here right yeah. um yeah. Some days you win, some days you don't, but that doesn't mean you can't celebrate it no matter what. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, uh, so now here we are, you're, uh, <laughs> you're an Olympic champion. You're, you're a two-time Olympic medalist. Uh, you're at home in Alaska. How are you yeah. feeling? Good. Yeah. It's been definitely a crazy, um, crazy couple months. And, um, since I've been home, it's been, um definitely a whirlwind but we're starting to get back to some normalcy I um I'm starting high school next week again um so yeah getting ready for senior year and getting back into training and everything do do you have a different mindset heading into swimming now uh, or maybe not a different mindset but different goals um are you are you looking forward to different things uh or mm-hmm. Or are you still just, you know, hey, I got state soon? Yeah, I don't know. I'm def- I'm taking a little break here. I have been in the pool once since um, that last relay. Um, just kind of um, resetting and stuff. But, yeah, when I get back in the pool, high school season starting up here. So I'll just um, swim and have fun with it and work on kind of getting back into routine um, and then start ramping up and thinking about um, – my meet schedule um coming up and getting ready um hopefully for some more meets um next year so yeah 
Seems like a seems like a good approach. What what all have you been doing since you've been home? Um, I well, the day I got back, I went up um, a mountain with my friends. The day <laughs> we you got back, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, my town had a big parade for me, um, which was really sweet. Um, and there were a lot of people there. Like people came from different places to come see it. Um, and then just like reconnecting with friends I haven't seen all summer and um, saying goodbye to people who now that I'm back, they're leaving for college. So yeah, it's been good to be back. That sounds good. Uh, how tall was the mountain? Um, not that tall. I think it's, well, it's the famous, I don't know if you've ever heard of Mount Marathon. It's a um, famous foot race in my town that's usually on 4th of July. Um, it's 3,022 feet for the race trail. Um, pretty, pretty straight up, but we just went on the Jeep trail and hiked up to the bowl and hung out. So it was fun. That sounds, that sounds great. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm surprised you had the energy, but that, that's, that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, well, Lydia, it's, it's always great talking to you. I appreciate you taking the time out of I'm sure you're busy, busy schedule, um, but it, it's good to hear you're back home, taking some time to relax. Uh, any any parting thoughts before we sign off today? I don't think so. I just want to say thank you um, to everyone watching for supporting me and um, continuing to support me throughout this. So it's been amazing. And thank you. <laughs>